0: It was after two years. The name of this week's Parsha, Miketz, means at the end, at the end of two years. At the end of two years of what? So, of course, two years from when the butler forgot about Yosef, as we finished off at the end of last week's Parsha, that the butler got out of jail, and that the butler didn't remember Yosef, forgot him, and then this week's parsha begins. Two years later, Paro has the dreams, and the butler remembers Yosef, and that's how Yosef comes to power. And Rashi explained to us at the end of last week's parsha this is how Rashi ended the parsha that why, would did Yosef do to deserve this next two years in jail? It's because he made a mistake. He did something wrong, Kivyachal. What did he do? That he put his trust in the Egyptians, in a human being, in the butler. He put his trust by asking the butler to remember him. He was using natural means to get himself out of jail instead of trusting in Hashem. And because of the fact that he didn't trust in Hashem, he had to be another two years in jail till Mikates. But Chassidus asked the very obvious question, and that is that we know we're supposed to make a hishtadlus. We're supposed to make our own natural attempts at living life. We have to put our own effort. We can't just wait for God to do miracles. We have to make vessels through our behavior, through our working, etc. We have to make vessels for God's blessings to be able to to manifest. As the adage goes, God helps those who help themselves. Or like the famous anecdote of the old woman when there was a flood and the truck came and said get out there's going to be a flood and she said God will save me and the boat came and when she was at this on the seal on the roof and she said God will save me the helicopter came and she comes she dies and she goes before God and she says where were you why didn't you save me and God says who do you think sent the truck and the boat and the helicopter so we know as Chavos explains in Shari Bitochen in the gate of trust of Chavos which, by the way, the Lubavitcher Rebbe would speak so often about how necessary it is to learn that, what it means to put one's trust in God. But the Chavos says that, that even though one puts one's trust in God, we have to make vessels, we have to do Ishtadus, we have to put in our own effort to allow God's blessing to manifest. So what could it mean that Yosef was punished for using the natural means of asking the butler to remember him? And even more than that, Yaakov Avino himself, Yaakov, when he was about to encounter Esav, also did all sorts of natural means to prepare for battle. He sent a gift, etc. He called Esav Adoini, my master. And we don't find anywhere that Yaakov did anything wrong. Elema, it means that there is something about Yosef, of course, for the rest of us and even for the patriarchs. For the rest of us, yes, we have to make vessels, we have to do certain natural things, to means to allow God's blessings to manifest, but not Yosef. Yosef was different. Yosef was punished with this harsh punishment of being in jail for another two years because he made a vessel. Why? So Chsidus explains as follows. We know that the Oveis and the Shvatim, the patriarchs and the... Twelve Shvatim, the twelve children of Yaakov, the beginning of the tribes of God, were all shepherds. They weren't involved in anything of this world. They were shepherds, which we know, what, what a, what's the job of being a shepherd like? One is completely separated from the mundane doing, goings-on of Main Street. A person that's a shepherd is, is completely alone on the hills with the, with the sheep that, that's grazing, etc., so the patriarchs and the Shvatim were all shepherds because they didn't want to be bothered by anything of this world. They wanted to spend all their time contemplating and meditating, being with God. But Yosef, Yosef wasn't a shepherd even when he was in his father's home. And when Yosef went down to Mitzrayim, not only was he not a shepherd, but first the whole Potiphar's house was run by Yosef. And then in jail that the jailer let Yosef be in charge of all the other people in jail. And then finally, when he becomes the ruler of Egypt, in this week's parsha, the entire land of Egypt, no one will raise a hand or a foot without the permission of Yosef. He was completely involved in the minute details of this world. Not just the details of one's own daily routine, but the details of the routine of everyone in Egypt. And yet... At the same time Yosef was Hadvekus Belukus, was completely unified with godliness as he was running the whole Egypt. The Shvatim, his brothers, couldn't recognize him. That's the deeper meaning of what it means that they couldn't recognize Yosef. Because the Shvatim, their Aveid Hashem, was with his Beidah, was being completely removed from this world. They couldn't understand how could it be that there could be a person that's involved with things of this world and at the same time be connected to Elokos. And the truth is that Yosef, when he was running Egypt and being involved in the mundane affairs of this world, he was more, bidvekus Belukus, more than his brothers when they were separated from this world. And that's what it means they couldn't recognize him. They didn't recognize such a tremendous level that Yosef was on. And to understand what is this place, this state where it's all one, where it's all within God still... This way of viewing reality of Yosef, which Kabbalah calls Yesod Ak, Yesod of Adam Kadmon, that's where Yosef's soul came from. It means that primordial will in God where everything exists as one point. Yaakov and Esav are still one there, they're still twins. Yosef came from a level before God differentiated his light into good and bad, holy and mundane, and at that level of God's light, all of the world is doesn't bother him, doesn't take him away from connecting to God. Because at that level of God's light, all the worlds are just a, not even a speck of dust; they have no significance vis-à-vis that level of God's light. And to understand this better, Chassidus says that we could ask the same, really the same question about how is Yosef able to be connected with dvekus and unity with God while being involved in mundane, the same question could be asked about Hashgacha Pratis, about God's providence. We know that God is paying attention on all the details of all the created things from the highest levels to the lowest levels, from the highest levels of atzilos, the highest emanated levels of the spherus, to the lowest levels in the deepest pits of this earth to the every ant, every mosquito in this world God is aware of, every pebble. And God is providing light and vitality and food to every single created being individually, giving to each type of animal, each type of plant, the exact food, the exact sustenance that it needs. The eyes of all, every single created thing, Look up to you, Hashem, and you give them their food. Every created thing in the spiritual world and everything in this physical world to the smallest ant God is paying attention to. Every single one individually. All the angels individually. And we know there are infinite amount of angels. And we know how many different types of things there are on this world, all different types of rocks, different types of land, different types of people. And each and every one God is paying attention to individually. Hashgach pratis How does this not cause multiplicity within God? We believe God is a complete unity. But if He's paying attention to all these details... How does he maintain his ultimate unity, his absolute unity? And Ani Hashem God doesn't change. If he's aware of all the details of reality, how could he still be one? And how could he not change? Every blade of grass comes from him and yet he's a simple unity without any detail. How does that make sense? We'll learn about more Mitzvah tomorrow.